0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Normally, we feel pretty uh, confident about our picks, but we're going to feel even more confident by giving you our picks on a Thursday. I'm joined by Mitch Wolf today. We're going to talk BC and Florida State in the upcoming matchup in Tallahassee on Saturday. All of this and our picks of the week on today's Locked On BC. Hello and welcome to Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, joined today by Mitch Wolf. We're going to be discussing the Florida State game, given our predictions, and I got a feeling you can probably already guess where this is gonna go. But Mitch, how are we doing tonight? Doing all right. Uh you know, nothing now that we've kind of come back to earth with this season. I think we'll
2: this will I imagine this will be our first loss prediction of the season, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, it, it took a little while, just like it did last season with Dennis Grossell, but I think we're all there uh not feeling too good about this game, but you know, I think a lot of what's going into this is, is there's a lot to look into in terms of the injuries for both teams. Jordan Travis quarterback for Florida state uh, got injured last week. Uh was, I think he was in a boot, but has been practicing this week. He looks good, but will he play or not? That's a big question. Jared verse. We have no idea if their star defensive lineman is going to play, but for Boston college, we talked on yesterday's show, the big the big news there is, will Ozzy Trapillo play? Because that's a big deal. I mean, the the difference between what Trapillo can do versus what Nick Thomas can do is, is a gap wide enough that you could drive a Humvee through it. Um, you know, Trapillo's not the best left tackle right now, but he's a, he's a heck of an increase. Now, I mean, a, a, an upgrade over over Thomas. Mitch, what are some things that you're looking at so far this week?
2: So the Trapilo thing is obviously a big one. Uh, you know, I would say even a you know, a seventy-five percent Ozzy Trapilo is probably better than a hundred percent Nick Thomas at this point, especially if Jared Verse is gonna play, because again, like I've said about the Clemson game, like this team has a really good defensive line. They've got two NFL quality defensive tackles in Robert Cooper and Fabian Lovett. Um, I think Lovett got hurt last week as well, but I think he's gonna be fine. Um and Cooper is a massive nose tackle. So, you know, having him and Kendall and whoever the guards are, it's going to have a tough task trying to get him out of the a gap. Um, But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think things have kind of finally kind of finally kind of come together for Mike Norvell at Florida state, you know, their offensive line isn't, you know, the playing better. Uh, They're kind of really running his scheme now, you know, Jordan Travis seems to have taken a big step forward. I think he was 11 for 11 with like 148 yards and two touchdowns before he got hurt last week against Louisville. So you know, even if he's, you know, not hundred percent as a, as a runner, you know, now he can, now he can really hurt you in the passing game. So that's not great for BC. And I mean, on the BC side of things, you know, it's kind of the same old story. Like, can the offensive line hold up? Will the offensive line be able to move the ball at least a little bit to give the defense rest? Because, you know, as we've said about Florida state, you know, there's just always going to be this inherent speed and athleticism mismatch, which Florida state will always have the advantage in. And, you you know, on defense, you know, if the, if the defense is tired and floor states trotting out dudes that are, you know, better athletes and faster than them. And also now they have this, you know, freaking transformer named Johnny Wilson, or I think his name six, is six seven. He's like six seven, two, 245. And, you know, I mean, I imagine they'll probably try to put Elijah Jones on him, <laughs> but that'll be a very interesting matchup to watch.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's the most negative feeling I've had towards a game in a while because. As I said on yesterday's show, B.C. last year, you know, you you trade out Jermaine Johnson for Jared Verse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jared, uh, the the Knowles have done a nice job in the transfer portal of grabbing some really good defensive linemen. But last year, B.C. had a good offensive line. I know a lot of B.C. fans don't want to say it, but if you look at pro football focus, they had a top 35 offensive line last year, given some of the issues that they had. Um, and they still Jakovic was running for his life for that. Yeah, in that,
2: in that game you saw why Jermaine Johns was a first round pick yeah. and Tyler Rabel and Ben Petrullo went undrafted. <laughs> exactly.
1: So this year, I mean, I, I was I texted Mitch, like they keep the, the, the media keeps asking Jeff Halfley about Nick Thomas. And it's like, yeah, he's a great story, but the poor kid is getting killed out there. And Halfley's trying to be as positive as he can about him. He's got a scholarship, he's not a walk-on anymore. Great story and all, but He is, I mean, he's a detriment to that offense right now. He's a major, major issue because he's not anywhere near where he needs to be. And I don't blame him. They're just throwing him out there. And it's, I mean, if BC even doesn't want to get blown off the field, they got to get Ozzy Trapillo out there this week. They, you know, a 75% Ozzy Trapillo is going to be an upgrade.
2: Yeah. And I mean, even at, regardless of who is there, they're going to need to send help to our left tackle is like they'll need to keep it, you know, probably not us, but you know, keep a tight end or back in the block, have them chip, whoever, whatever edge rushers over there. Um, you know, they're going to, I think, you know, Halfley talked about being more creative with the offensive line. To, it's it's kind of a, a weird thing. It, it's kind of an, an, anach- an anachronistic statement that you need to be more creative to simplify things for the offensive line. Um and unfortunately, I think they're going to need to be a little more complicated this week because I imagine Florida State is going to, you know, on one hand, they'd have the athletes to just beat BC one on one. But I think they're going to want to try to up the ante and come out with some pretty exotic blitz looks, which has given BC's
1: even be- BC's better offensive lines trouble in the past. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said too. like th- it feel the it's not uh, it's it's not something you can put your finger on. But the feeling that Florida state is back and the fact that they haven't played in Tallahassee in a month and a night game, you got to imagine this fan base is, is has been waiting for a reason to be really excited. You're going to have that, that level of excitement that you tech a couple of weeks ago when BC really struggled with that. But again, in Florida state with a better team on the other side.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, Florida state is three and now I think, you know, you could make the argument that, you know, if one or two plays go, go, go different ways, they could be one and two with their only win coming against an FCS team. Um, but you could also say like, you know, if Jordan Travis is healthy for the whole Louisville game, maybe they blow them out. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I don't, you know, there's some people where some people are saying, you know, kind of like that Florida state should be ranked based on their, who they beat. Um, not really sure how much I agree with that. Um, but I think that, you know, we've seen like Florida state have a lot of issues in the past few years, with Mike Norvell, but Now, you know, they seem to be doing a lot more of those little things, right, that help you win those one score games as opposed to losing them. So, you know, I'm not sure BC is really gonna be able to keep this close. But, you know, maybe if they can, maybe Florida State kind of reverts back to their old version of themselves and they make some key mistakes that will allow BC to get back into the game.
1: And I believe BC's won one game against Florida State since 2008. And that was the red bandana game in 2017 or 18. Yeah, that's right. Yes, it was uh, 2017. They won 35 to three in that game. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And that was the game. That was, that was a fun game to watch. If you were there Mm -hmm. live, that was, I was, I was there with family and friends and um, BC. That was Anthony Brown. He had a a couple of big passes. I think it was to Kobe white.
2: There was Um, one with Jeff Smith through. I think Jeff Smith had a big touchdown pass on a reverse.
1: Yep. so, BC does not have a good uh, track record against the Snoles team. And in a moment, Mitch and I are going to talk a little bit about what BC needs to do to win this game. Like if they're going to actually come out and, try and, and have a chance, what are some of the things we could see the Eagles do to kind of uh, get out there and uh, pull off an upset win? But before we do that, I want to tell you about getting older has changed your body, maybe getting a little bit of a dad bod feel a little less like yourself. You don't have time to work out, but you're wanting the energy and body you once had. You discovered eugenics and you feel it's working out like you used to. I love eugenics because it makes me feel like I am getting myself in great shape and it's not your fault. If you're not as a man, as man men age, our bodies naturally loses free uh, testosterone. The man hormone it happens to every man and can make it feel more difficult to stay in shape and less energetic. So, check this out this when you check out eugenics you're going to get a special offer you're going to get a complimentary bottle of eugenics total tea when you test call uh, text college to 231231 text now and get a bottle of Eugenics thermo the most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get into shape fast absolutely free. Guys, this is a great deal, and it's absolutely free. So text COLLEGE to 231-231. Again, text COLLEGE. Text COLLEGE to 231-231 to get some of that Nugenics. It's going to make you feel great, feel that testosterone that maybe you're feeling you're missing.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June thirty. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All
1: right. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. And we are... um, going on our trek to 600 followers here on our youtube page so if you have not done so already if you're watching this at home on the youtube page what you need to do is find that little subscribe button over there in the corner hit subscribe and follow us uh we're trying to get to 600 followers by november 7th that's the dartmouth bc basketball game and we're getting there. We we're, we're at 510 right now and I'd love to get to, you know, 530 by the end of this week. So thank you all who have hit that subscribe button and for those who haven't, please do so. All right, Mitch. This is the time to talk about what BC has to do in this game to win. And it's hard to envision a path to winning this game, but I bet you have some ideas. Things BC could do that might get them a, a chance against a, a a very up and up Florida State team. So, you
2: know, going beyond praying or hiring hitmen, I would say that I'll harken back to the article that I wrote this week about BC's opening game scripts, which uh, was one of my favorite pieces to write and research. Very Um, good.
1: You guys got to check that out.
2: Yeah, uh, please go check it out. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. But anyways, um, the conclusion that I came to at the end of that article was that essentially BC just needs to get the ball into, Zay Flowers' hands earlier and more often because for some reason. And I think it's probably because the defenses are keying in on him early. Um, but they need to find ways to, you know, whether it be screens, jet sweeps, you know, the, the rocket passes where they, or they had that little tap volleyball pass, um, or even like just doing normal throws to him, like just get him the ball. Because I, I respect that. They're trying to kind of diversify the offense and get Dracovic in a rhythm by throwing to other receivers. But uh, Flowers is just such an explosive weapon And he's really one of the few people On the field for BC that well, is probably on the same Athletic playing field As a lot of the Florida State defenders And you know he had an incredible play Last year where I, th- I think it was Against Florida State where he you know Caught a pass over the middle and juked out I think about maybe 10 of the 11 defenders That was on the field for FSU And had a big game to get BC into the red zone And kind of sparked their comeback in that game That ultimately fell short but you know Again, I I respect what they're trying to do by, you know, getting the ball to Takis, you know, trying to get the run game going. But I think, you know, you want to see them say like, okay, like we're going to get the ball to Flowers and we're essentially going to do that until they stop you and or until you stop it. And, you know, eventually they probably will stop it. You know, sometimes those rocket passes get blown up or whatever happens. But I think that if you, you know, get the ball to him a few times and you, you know, get a first down. Even even if it's like a play that is, you know, you know looks dead and flowers just makes that play that gives the whole offense confidence it's like all our, right like our, our best guy is going like he's doing stuff for us, which is great. So I think that's the first thing that they need to do that they may, maybe haven't been doing as much of in the first few games.
1: I want to jump in because I posed this question on Twitter and I have some great funny answers to end this segment, but I'll get to those in a second. But it, it brings up something else that you brought up. And a couple I asked people, what do you think BC has to do to win this game? And Tony Feuds said, run the rock. FSU was 85th in rushing yards defense, BC's 129th in rushing yard offense. I saw that. I saw it rushing a couple times. But I think Mitch, you brought up a great point in your article that BC needs to be more on the on the line of passing to set up the run instead of running to set up the pass.
2: Yeah. And I know a lot of people, especially um, older people don't want to hear that as much, you know, the big established the run crowd. Um, that's like the, the parents in the progressive commercials. Um, yeah. But at this point, you know, BC needs to be spreading out the defense so they can get lighter boxes for the run game. So essentially, if you, you know, come out with 11 personnel, you put a trips to one side, put Zay Flowers to the other side. Um, and then, you know, you you essentially don't have the tight end attached. So you've got four guys kind of out in the slot and out wide. So the defense has to respond to that by, you know, lightening the box. So they only have maybe four or five. Well, only have like maybe five, five, maybe six defenders in the box. And that makes BC's job a lot easier. Like if they are like loading up with condensed formations and, you know, trying to essentially win with physicality, I just don't think that's going to happen because again, like Florida state has two massive defensive tackles who are very good players. Their defensive ends are good. They've got linebackers that are really fast and can make plays. Um, So I think you want to spread the defense out, you know, create some gaps before the snap. And then, you know, then I think that'll make life easier. I also think, you know, we talked, we mentioned this last week a little bit. Um, I think that given how the season started, you know, I don't think it's gone the way they wanted, but I think at this point, you have to get Phil Djokovic involved in the run game a little more and hopefully he doesn't get hurt, but, you know, work in, you know, maybe a few more designed runs with re options or RPOs or what have you, but you know, that, that'll help thing. That'll help with getting opportunities for Garwell and the other backs as well, because if the defense event who's crashing has to pause to, you know, consider Phil as a run threat that gives Garwell an extra step that can lead to an extra few yards. So you know, I think yeah, and I think
1: you mentioned it too. It's in it, and I don't know if you mentioned it uh specifically on in terms of the trends over the games, but we saw the RPO and Dracovic running against Rutgers, and then it kind of just went away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen much of that since then. Have you?
2: Um, I haven't gone back and watched the main game in depth. I've been watching parts of the Virginia Tech game for my next article. Um, definitely not using it as much. Um and I think part of the issue is that they were just not being able to run the ball at all. Right. And then I don't think they ran it very much against Maine. I think they went with the kind of more traditional passing. So um, we'll have to see if they kind of deploy that again against Florida State. Cause I, like I said about the main game is that at one point they kind of, were just like, all right, we're not going to put new plays on film. So we're not going to, you know, break out some fancy new RPO just to burn it against Maine and put it on tape. When we start our, the beat of our ACC schedule next
1: week. I have to say uh, as we were joking about people saying uh, run to set up the pass. Uh, I have at least two here. If BC can't run the ball, Florida state will run this game by three scores or more cannot allow their defense to pin their ears back and come after jerk. We will all see how that went last year with a much better line in front of him.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it is a fair point. The problem is like, they just, the <laughs> team just can't run the ball right now. And, and I mean, like I said, Florida state has a really good defensive line. So you know i I, gotta magically
1: just show up yeah the
2: logic the logic is sound in a vacuum but the problem is the opponent is not you know favorable towards that matchup you know i know that the stats i would have to look into this those stats and how they bear out um in terms of you know when is the when are those rushing yards being had um who did florida oh yeah louisville um yeah so like you know let's like if you're looking at those rushing yards you know 85th in the country in terms of yards per game you know the thing that I really look at with that is like how much of those come on like designed runs, you know. Yep. So like if they're playing Louisville and Malik Cunningham, you know, scrambles out and you know makes a 20 yard run, you know, I'm not necessarily, you know, gonna ding the run defense because, you know, they weren't playing the run on that play. That was just QB scramble and Malik Cunningham's a great rushing threat. So, you know, how many of these yards came on those kind of plays? You know, how many of those rushing yards were, you know, in garbage time in their first game against Duquesne? Um so, you know, again, like I, I'm sure like they maybe they've had some issues stopping the run that you know, playing LSU is a good team as well. Um, but I just don't really see a world where where and I, I in, in normal times, you know, with the better offense, line, I would agree like this is a game where you'd want to slow the pace of the game down by running the ball and keeping the ball out of Florida State's offense's hands. But unfortunately, like BC is not going to be able to do that. So, you know, they would, you know, maybe they throw on first down, get three yards, run on second down, maybe gain a yard and then, you know, incomplete pass on third and then, you know, it's third down already. So I think, you know, I think they're gonna have to, you know, get some pass plays working early. You know, maybe if you're going to run, do it a little more creatively, like throw in some of those sweeps and arounds, you know, I think, I think they're better off if they are going to run. I think they're better off just running right at Florida state instead of trying to get to the edge, because again, Florida state's athletes can be able to cover the field sideline to sideline without any problems. So if you run directly at them, like run downhill, you kind of negate the advantage of that speed. It was something that um, there was a game of, like a many years ago. It was between Oregon state and USC. And it was the year that USC beat Penn state in the Rose bowl with Mark Sanchez. And I think they were like number two in the country and Oregon state beat them because first they had the, uh, the Rogers brothers, Jaquiz and James, and they kept, they kept putting one in like a fly sweep motion. Like BC does a lot with Zay flowers, but then they would essentially just run a halfback dive off of it. And you know that BC, that USC defense was incredible sideline to sideline, but Oregon State was able to negate that advantage by just running right at them, even though they didn't have, you know, a classic big running back. They just got a guy who just ran right up the middle, and BC couldn't, or I'm sorry, USC couldn't react fast enough.
1: And so, I to continue on the running, uh, first, um, mind frame, John Kane, who's an, a big fan of the show, said, first thing, establish. Both sides of the ball. Um, That 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 gives me the old uh, yank at my collars with the. uh, That's probably not going (laughs) to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean that would be sick if they if they could in the trenches. (laughs) But that was the problem with Rutgers, and you know I would say against Virginia Tech as well. Is like this offensive. Like if that happens, that's great. Like, but I just don't really see right. A, a, a realistic or you got to figure or,
1: out ways around that because yeah might, yeah it's like and, and if
2: they do and that and that's magical and we can talk about it later but i just don't see that as being a realistic and then the complete
1: opposite of what you believe which is run the ball effectively to set up play action shots to zay downfield
2: <laughs> yeah i mean the other the, the other if you're, th- if you're gonna
1: run to set up zay zay's never gonna see the ball <laughs> yeah
2: exactly the other funny thing about um play action which a lot of people don't really know is that you don't necessarily have to be as good at running the ball in and of itself to like, essentially as you gain more and more yards rushing, it doesn't follow that you're going to, you know, be better at play action passing. Like there isn't a direct relationship, essentially, like as long as there is a, you know, average threat to run, like if the defense just believes you're going to run and then they, you have that second of pause where the linebackers freeze, that's really all you need. You don't need to be, you know, the Titans with Derrick Henry or, um, some other team that runs the ball really well. You don't have to be Wisconsin, you know, running the ball with Braylon Allen. Like, yep. as long as they just believe you're going to run the ball and do it effectively, you know, for a three or four yard gain consistently, then it works. Problem is, BC isn't getting three or four yards consistently on the
1: ground. I'm, I'm literally looking through all our comments and it's start quick, turnovers, win the turnover battles, establish the run. BC needs to a, be able to execute the ground game. It's, it's so that, it, I mean, BC fans have got it locked in that that's what they need to do. Um, it's an interesting thought. So uh, before we get into end this off, um, we're going to give, I'm just going to go through some of the funny ones because there's some great, um, some great responses here about what BC needs to do to win this game. And we all need a good laugh, especially if this is going to be a rough weekend. Uh, FWF says, or if we aren't getting particularly greedy about getting three things, why don't they just block? Um, Chris Davis says each member of the offensive line goes on a tour of Bruce Banner's lab and accidentally gets exposed to doses of gamma radiation. I like that one. Um, There was a great one. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to apologize for the language. It's not bad, but I'm going to say it. Uh, Ground control 22. Kick a field goal on their opening drive and then pray for lightning delay or game cancellation. BC sucks. And as a once diehard fan, I don't even bother watching or caring any longer. That's what irrelevance is. (laughs) All So, yeah, we had uh, some great responses to that. Uh, Then Thomas Childs gets to what we've been talking about for three weeks now. He wrote one word, block. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if that ha- you know if they can do that consistently, that would be good. But I, I don't think we've seen it to the level that they need it to be to beat Florida State. So,
1: so we have a picture of Ozzy Trillo up. You guys can all pray that he returns um, and, and is ready for this game. And um, it, we'll we'll talk more about that later. But Mitch, uh, let's give some predictions here. What are you predicting for for Saturday's game?
2: I don't. Th- I, I'm hoping, and I don't. I think that this game will be. More competitive throughout than perhaps the Virginia Tech game was, where you know BC just made some mistakes and tech got out to an early lead, and it was just kind of a slog from there. I think I think this will be closer, but I do think that Florida State will win decently comfortably. I'm gonna say uh, Florida State wins 34 to 17.
1: 34 okay. Um, and also Andy Baxter just tweeted Halfley said that Tropillo participated in full contact team reps Wednesday, although he was on a limited pitch count. He said, I think the key with him will be how he feels tomorrow. And if we ramp up his reps again, tomorrow, again, who the hell knows <laughs> if he's going to I play mean, that, that,
2: that is a good that, uh, you know, as much as you can parse coach speak, and obviously Halfley is very cagey with his responses. I think that's a pretty strong indicator that, you know, Trapilo is leaning towards playing.
1: Yeah, because mind. you got to also imagine unless he's really hurt, Strapilo is going to say I'm fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and honestly, I think that's what he was doing at the end of the Rutgers game, because, you know, he was, I, I, he, I would argue that he was the one who was most responsible for those final two sacks on BC's final drive. And he was playing fine for the vast majority of the game. Um, And then he just started, you know, on that drive, he was just terrible for no, like kind of out of the blue. So I, I have to imagine it was because of uh, him getting hurt late in the game.
1: So I'm going to go, it's a spread of 16 and a half. I'm going to go with a, 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 21 point florida state win i'm gonna go with like 35 14 or something like that um and i think we'll be we'll be a a sad sad panda on um on saturday it's
2: a sad day i have 17 and a half which is interesting on bet online
1: oh uh yeah i haven't looked at the i haven't looked at the odds recently Yeah, now it's
2: up to 17 and a half
1: so okay all right maybe they
2: maybe they're they're assuming that trapila wasn't playing
1: all right and those guys know but Anyways, in our final segment, we'll talk more about gambling as we're going to give our odds for the weekend. Look at some of the uh, big games that we're going, to, we're taught um, that we are feeling comfortable about, and you, know, if you're going to go make those. Head over to betonline.net. It's your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. I'm telling you, every game. You can find anything on Bet Online. With the NFL, you can find you know hat you know live bets, you know, second half eds. You can do player um prop bets. You I mean you you name it, you can find it on the website. It's a lot of um it, it it's comprehensive. You can find everything there. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for everyone there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including baseball, boxing, and golf. So head on over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the
0: game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles
1: AJ black here. I am joined as always by, uh, this is, well, not as always, but this is our Friday episode early on Thursday with Mitch Wolf. We usually once a week about some of our picks, we go outside of Chestnut Hill and we look at some of the other games and Mitch, uh, we, I I had a tougher week this week. Uh, my pick of (laughs) South to, to keep it close against Georgia was, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take a mulligan on that one, but mm-hmm. what what are your, what are your thoughts about this week? What is, what is your first pick?
2: So, I mean, I, I might, this, this might be the time where I actually don't go back to the well because Iowa is playing Rutgers in what is being deemed punter struck. Um, <laughs> and the over under when, when I last saw it, it was 34 and a half. It is now down to 33 and a half. And, I might just take it for funsies because that's just so ridiculous. And just, I, I can't find a player prop yet for the you know, total combined number of punts in the game. Um, but whatever that number is, I would absolutely you know bet everything I have on the over because I mean, those two teams just can't move the ball. And I don't really think they even want to move the ball. So that's just going to be defensive slugfest of the ages.
1: All right. And so I am also, um, oh, I was I was thinking of, of an over under, but I'm, I am actually gonna. I was thinking Baylor, uh, Iowa State, but I'm gonna stay away from that. Instead, I'm gonna go with Clemson, Wake Forest. Clemson is a seven point dog in this game. It's a big game in Wake Forest. You say I, Clemson's a dog? I mean, sorry, Wake Forest is the dog. There yeah, we go. Sorry, <laughs> seven point, Sorry, got that one all messed up. But I'm thinking, I, I Clemson, I, Wake Forest is not beaten uh, Clemson's I think 2008 I think was the last time they beat them and I I, I get this feeling that Wake Forest's offense is not going to be able to click against Clemson's defense and DJU is he played he's playing better I gotta give him credit when credit's due I think Clemson's gonna win this pie by about 10 so I'll take Clemson
2: I would probably agree with that um I think they probably do cover that spread I don't I don't really even know about DJ still because I mean he's he's you know since playing Georgia Tech where he was okay he's played you know Furman and Louisiana Tech so I'm not gonna you know give him his flowers just yet and it's not like Wake Forest as a you know a great defense either so yeah uh, but I I do agree that I think Clemson does cover that spread um looking at the rest of the week I, I honestly don't love this slate you've got some like weird bad games uh, teams are st- like some teams are starting conference play. Others are still, you know, rocking and rolling with their random other games. Um, trying to see what else we got here. I thought I saw one that I liked. Um, I mean, you've got the uh, classic Navy versus East Carolina. So you've got the Navy versus the pirates. That's fun. Um, you want some little naval action there. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it is. a It is a weird week. You got UConn. State uh, is favored by 39 against UConn at home, <laughs> which is pretty rough. Alabama favored by 40 and a half against Vanderbilt. I would take Bama there. But
1: All right. I'll give you my second seconds. Seconds. while you're still All looking. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go stay in the SEC. I'm going to go the SEC with this one and Arkansas in Texas, A&M mm. Texas, a, it's a neutral site game. It's at a and stadium in Arlington. It's a one and a half point spread. I know. Arkansas's biggest weakness is their passing it uh passing defense which is wretched but Texas A&M can't move the ball in offense that's going to be that big of a factor. I think KJ Jefferson's a, a big enough um quarterback to do some things against Texas A&M. I know Texas A&M had that big win against Miami but is the U really back yet? We don't know. I think t- Arkansas is going to get a nice 7-point win here. This is
2: one where I would take the under as well uh, yep. at 49. Um, like you said, Texas A&M has really struggled to move the ball. Arkansas's offense has been kind of up and down depending on the opponent. Um, Texas A&M does have a good defense. So I think, I think this is going to be pretty low scoring. So I would take the under here. Um, another game I'll pick is I mentioned, mentioned an earlier matchup, and this is a replay of a USC at Oregon state, you know, uh, USC is favored by five and a half on the road. Uh, this is a, a night game, uh, at or in Corvallis, which is that's what place where funky stuff just always happens. But, You know, USC's defense is you know still coming together. Alex Grinch runs a bit of a weird operation, and Oregon State has a really fun offense. You know, it's a lot of kind of – they're kind of running like what Boise State ran in a few years ago when they were still pretty good. Um, But ultimately, I don't think uh, Oregon State can be able to keep up with USC's offense, which is firing on all cylinders right now. So I think USC wins this by at least – probably by like two touchdowns, I would say. So they cover that five and a half, no problem.
1: And so my final pick is going back to the ACC and it's a battle of two uh, schools relatively close to each other. I don't know. I don't I'm not on Google maps. I don't live near there, but I think they are. It's Virginia tech and West Virginia. Uh, the, the Hokies are only a two and a half point favorite at home against what I think is an absolutely wretched um, Mountaineers team. Um, I think in terms of, for directions. I mean, we saw Brent pry. He looked like he had things going, right? Um, I think, I, I, you know, in terms of teams that are falling apart with teams, uh, coaches on the hot seat, I look at West Virginia right now. JT does not look like any, you know, this is like what is third or fourth team. He does not look like he is ready to be an NFL quarterback or a college quarterback. He's just error prone. Um, and I think at home at Virginia tech, I think the, the Hokies will win by a touchdown.
2: Yeah, you really love these one and a half point spreads, which I try to stay away from. Like, if you're gonna do it, just bet the money line. And uh, Virginia Tech's a plus one twelve, eh. uh, so I would I would just do that. Um, my I'll, I will also stick in the ACC uh, for both teams. This one, this is a Friday night game between Virginia, Virginia and Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is a nine point favorite at home, and this this might be another fun over. I think this game is gonna have a lot of points. You know, Syracuse defense is solid, but. Virginia has a really explosive offense with Brandon Armstrong still there, and they've got a great core of receivers. Um, So I would say the over here, and I think I would still take Syracuse to cover though, because they're they're actually playing pretty well on all sides of the ball right now. And Virginia, you know, even though their offense is good, their offensive line is not great and their defense is struggling. So I think Syracuse wins this one comfortably. And I think there's going to be a lot of points scored.
1: All right, those those are our picks. Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Leave it in the comment section. And um, on tomorrow's show, I'm doing a crossover episode with Locked On Knowles with Drizzy Drake. Um, and um, I'm gonna eat some humble pie last week from last year when I said BC was gonna easily beat the Seminoles, and I was absolutely wrong. So I'm sure he'll let me hear about that. But check it out; it'll be up on our YouTube page. Um, it'll be a, a conversation between the two of us about what BC. Offers what, you know, far State has to do to win. It's going to be an interesting episode. We haven't done a crossover because we haven't had um, a locked-on show uh, for a BC opponent, but we'll be doing these a lot more. So you'll hear me and Drizzy Drake. Hey, uh, make sure to check that out as well. Mitch, where can people find you?
2: You can find me at Mitchell T Wolf, W O L F E on Twitter. Uh, Like I said, I just down, but from the defensive, not, not on the same topic, but kind of a similar style of breaking down something from the defensive defense's point of view. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that.
1: And I'm telling you folks, go to Eagle insider right now and check out Mitch's work. Um, if you're interested in like the 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 analytics and 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 the game plans and all that good stuff mitch does an we're we're the only site i feel that does this stuff for boston college so go to eagle insider check all that out and you, you know even for games that are terrible to watch mitch makes it interesting i'm telling you so go to eagle insider check out his work it's well worth it uh, this is AJ black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. Again, I'll be back tomorrow. If you have not done so already, please, 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 please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. Um, we are trying to get to 600 subscribers by November 7th and closer every day because you guys are the best hit our comment sections with any thoughts you have about the show. And we will be back again. Um, I will be on and Mitch, are you on for Saturday night with me. I believe I will be able to. Yes. If not, you'll hear me. So one of us, either one or both of us will be on Saturday night to talk the Florida state game. And we'll, we'll have our f- full thoughts and reactions. from For Mitch Wolf, this is AJ black. We'll see you all again soon. Cheers.
0: The NCAA tournament is almost here.